Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Used Up Pens podcast. That's right. I'm not Tristan Moore. Uh, instead, she is going to be answering questions today with the panel, which consists of mom and dad. Say hello. 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 And Tristan, say hello. Hi. You might also hear some squeaking in the background. We are actually mobile today, uh, and we have Trent with us. We are in the Drawings by Trent basement, which I'm sure if you follow us on TikTok or Instagram, you have seen plenty of. Uh, we are down here because we've had some sickness in the family, as you could probably tell from last week's mini-sode and some updates on Instagram. We are decided to do it here, and so here we are in the DBT basement. So, everybody, I have some uh, questions for you guys. The good thing is that um, when Trent's rocking, it means he feels pretty good. So, he must be feeling much better. Better. We are also on our new uh, our new controller system, which is fun to figure out. And as uh, has many new features. Dad, do you have any jokes for us today? I have all the jokes. Let's let's hear one. That I, that was it. I don't have any. I got to be spur of the moment. Just go. <laughs> Just go, oh, that's man. too bad. Did you laugh track me? I didn't. You'll find out later when you uh. listen to what I did. <laughs> uh, okay. So these are all kind of interspersed between TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and emails to us. Direct, yeah, direct message. So these are all inspir- interspersed so we don't have track of which came from where, and I think that's okay. I know all of these that I'm about to read to you came from TikTok, though. So we'll start with this one from Big Daddy, 1978. (laughs) I think this is awesome. Does he swim well or should he have a life vest on? I believe this is in regards to when he went canoeing. Well, that (laughs) he went canoeing in about one foot of water. Uh, uh, Okay, it was maybe three feet or four feet out there, but he's six foot tall. Yes, he can swim. If, If we were canoeing where there was actually water that didn't come above his knee yeah i mean that did come above his knee he would wear a life vest yes but he he can swim in fact uh, when he was maybe eight or nine he took swimming lessons from a lady who teaches who taught people with special needs and he really did learn to swim and that was a rough go at it but uh in the beginning but it ended up being a good relationship and beat uh, her up for several times but then got better (laughs) yeah now he's a very good swimmer Yes. And uh, and so back off. Uh, also, <laughs> there were um, there were five or six of us adult men within about fifteen feet. He's a or little feisty so about this. I of know. Well, to he be feels fair, personally so, attacked. To be fair, I did pick this question because they do ask specifically if Trent is a good swimmer. Yeah. Uh, the major- I will agree. The majority of comments on that one post uh, are in regards to a life vest. Yes, <laughs> there are a lot of them. And so, yeah, I got tired of responding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I so. think all in all, in a nutshell, too long, don't read. Uh, if Trent needs one, if he is in deeper water, <laughs> he will wear a life vest. Uh, however, he was in one foot surrounded by adults. So he was in a good, safe environment. The next question comes from Taylor Sawicki. No judgment, just curious. Does he not like to use blank paper? Oh, this must be uh, on a phone book poster. Right. So I believe it was, yes. Right. Yeah. He, he does. He has um, done a lot of drawings in sketch pads and on blank paper. Um, but it doesn't, 
I think he likes the feel of the phone book pages so much that he doesn't mind the busyness. And I don't even know that he really well, he sees the busyness. It, probably. Yeah, he might like the busyness. I mean, he's drawn in about 50 of them, so. And he has a ton of sketch pads that are empty. So if he wanted to write on blank paper, he would do it. Now, I got video of him this morning. He he had brought a phone book out, set it on the table, um, sat um, in a different spot than he normally does. And I wonder if it's because all the chairs match now. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. he just picked a place on the uh, up at the table and sat down. He was flipping through the pages of the phone book. He uh, tapped and rubbed or felt the left page every time he flipped the page. That's the one he would feel. And then he then he said what the animal mixed up animals were, or what animals he had drawn on. Was that he page. looking at it? So yeah, he like flipped the page. He rubbed it. He tapped on. It, he felt it. And then none of you can see that I'm actually playing this out. Uh, in Talking with your hands. Yes, yeah, so my hands. Per usual. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, well, so you he know, likes the ridges in the paper. You know, when he was thing. little, we would we would catch him, like, not looking and just drawing with his right hand and feeling the line he's, as he drew. Yeah, he's always felt, on the phone book especially. Yeah, I think felt. he just yeah, likes tactile. those thin pages. Yeah. Which he can feel in the sketch pads, too. He just doesn't. I, I not kind as of not the same. We haven't really talked about this, but I've kind of noticed that because he's doing more request drawings, um, I, like before this week when he was sick and not feeling well, didn't want to do them, but um, the more request drawings he does, the less likely he seems to draw on white paper just for his Well, yeah, anybody would feel that way. If you have so, to draw on white paper all the time and you don't. I guess. Then you prefer a phone book. You're not anyway, going to want to draw on white papers often. He just often. hasn't seemed to draw as much on his sketch pads. Well, I've since seen he's him been drawing more. For I've seen him business. more just enjoying his own his drawings yeah. r- rather than drawing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that answers that question sufficiently. Next one comes from. Uh, speaking of request drawings and drawings for other people, this next one comes from Mama Bear Joy Joy. Does Trent understand why these people have his books? He looks so happy. <laughs> I think this is in regards be, to uh, yeah, coloring book video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, he knows it. I mean, he enjoys his own drawings. I think he thinks that other people would enjoy them too, probably. I mean, I would guess. I have no idea. Who knows? But, yeah. but I would think that he would understand that they would like to have his drawings. But he's always he been knows. interested in that. Like other people drawing or coloring or whatever. Mm-hmm. He knows that his books go to other people, though. Yeah. Like he knows that his drawings are on this stuff and they're going to people. Yeah, and it started out with us selling in person. He was actually handing them exactly. the coloring book. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, but but assigning... <laughs> part of the struggle that we have is we assign to Trent the same kind of emotions or feelings that we think we would have if we were watching that don't always know that that's accurate um you know if it's this if it's the same if he's if he's feeling pride or just he's right. just interested in what they're doing it's hard that's hard to tell that actually but, leads us very well into this next question which comes from i think it's chrissy l 33 but the i has a one uh <laughs> 
we talked about this a week or two ago, I think, but the question is, does the expression of the animals reflect his mood or are they random? Yes and no. <laughs> right. Sometimes. <laughs> yes and yes. There was a, um, the only time that we can definitely say that his emotions were shown through his drawings was after the fire we were in. Um, we were in a hotel fire and afterwards on, we were in Iowa, and then was it driving home? He drew all those animals in the sketch pad. Yeah, I think we got. I think he left um, his sketch pad up in the room, and then once we got it back, and then in the car that after, because it was just we, it was there was anxiety for all of us because it was different. We didn't know when we were going to be able to, or if we were going to be able to go back to the hotel, or where we were going to stay that night. So anyway, it was, but when he started drawing after that, the animals were all very all, angry. Yeah. And and maybe scared. And so um, that was like the only time we really felt like that was um, showing the emotion he felt. Yeah, sure. So these last two questions, at least on this specific page, are a little heavier. I didn't get the uh, username from this one. I think it was an anon- anonymous or like a user 97760, whatever. Mm-hmm. The question is, can we see one of Trent's bad days? Uh, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, in in all honesty, I I've been very. I mean, I do the videos typically. Sometimes um, the rest of you will take them and send them to me. But I've just wanted to not. He w- he does not like it when he's angry. He doesn't like to be reminded that he was angry or reminded that he he doesn't want other people talking about it. Right, and and so out of respect for him. Um, I I don't want to sh- to show that to the world when he has made it clear to us that he doesn't want he doesn't want people to see that mm-hmm. side of him. I mean, when that happens, he can't help it, and he is um, very emotional about it. And just in in respect for him, no, I, I'm not going to show a bad day. Yeah, and um, I think mom does a good job at like. Uh, if he is having a bad day, posting a picture and just explaining what's going on, like Trent isn't feeling well today. He's not himself or, you know, explaining that Thank and you. not, not taking a video. Nobody wants, nobody wants to do that for themselves. Nobody wants to take a video of when they're upset. And the only, literally the only reason that people do that is to, for other people like that so TikTok that they can see comments, yeah, yeah. social media comments so it's not like a highlight uh, reel or whatever but yeah. i like, do understand like, that like people are curious kind of thing yeah and they want to know him better yeah but they're just gonna have to trust that we're doing the best for him <laughs> yeah, yeah take our word for it when trent is angry <laughs> it's a volcano wrapped in a hurricane and smothered with a tornado uh this is not good for anybody. I thought he was going to say Tabasco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So leading into our last question on this page, this is probably the heavier, heaviest one. This comes from, I don't know how to say his name, Sh- Shivani Claw. Shivani <laughs> <a>, Claus. <laughs> I have a question for you. How do you explain to Trent that he's autistic? I don't know how to explain it to my son. Here's a question for you, sir. Uh, or, or ma'am, or ma'am, <laughs> or either. Whichever. Um, do, what level are they? Like, what's yeah. their cognitive ability? Yeah. Because if we 
we can tell Trent he's autistic all all the live long day, but he's not going to know what that means. I think he might think it's part of his name. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's abstract. Yeah. He can't see it. Yeah. He can't, you know. And, like, I don't even know if he would, like, if he knows that he's different. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we don't. No. I don't know if. I think he does, but he I don't know. He doesn't. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem to want to, like, socially. He doesn't typically want to participate with other people. He doesn't really want to interact with other people. He doesn't. So yeah. so that aspect of autism, like he doesn't care. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to yeah. him. Um, and so, yeah, we like I'm trying to think of how you would, ex- how do you explain to somebody uh, like, like us? How do you explain that we're white and like this is just who we are? I mean, it's just it's so Tristan from your um, experience with your job and everything um like I from what I've seen people with level one sometimes level two um it helps to know and it helps to right. d- put a name to what's mm-hmm. going on with them um well but also when it's like uh I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it but it's not it's not just like it's not just defining it it's like, okay, this is generally speaking maybe how somebody with autism at a higher level would interact or here's the struggles. But, you know, it seems like that's what those individuals would But I just know. wonder like how from, do, how from do I relate? Tristan's point of view, like what 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 have you learned about any of that, that about how they feel about themselves? Um so I actually not until recently ha- like learned a little bit more about that because I when I do my events with my kiddos majority if not all of them are on the spectrum and we don't talk about it we don't bring attention to it it just is what it is all of them have it or have some type of struggle that like otherwise they wouldn't be there um but it's not something that we talk about now they probably know that I go to HeartSpring because I have you know whatever or I need help mm-hmm. a lot of them probably just think they go because they need extra support but recently I heard a, a couple parents who um they're they and I talked about this with you a little bit mom their um children who are level one they deny their diagnosis and they themselves don't want to accept that they have that and they just want to be like everybody else. And so they, mm. even though they do have these struggles, um, I was talking to somebody who who said their son on the spectrum, he's a teenager, and he, um, like, when he's, just when he's talking, he's really snappy, like, s- super, it sounds like he has an attitude or he's, like, really upset but to him, he's just communicating. But to other people, you're like, oh, what did I do? Like, why are you why are you being like that? Why are you talking to me like why that? Why are you talking to me in all caps? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, And so, but because he doesn't accept his diagnosis and understand that maybe he needs to check his tone before he talks to people because they will perceive it a different way than he perceives it, she has, you know... You get what I'm trying to say? A difficult time uh, working through that. So I, I guess to answer the question, <laughs> it would be um, 
it's going to be individual. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, it's going to depend on the kid. If they, if they're like, why, this is a perfect example. A lot of kids on the spectrum, especially teenagers who are in public school or whatever, they don't have a lot of friends or they don't have a lot of close friends. And trying to explain to them, I mean, that could be a, a route that you could go if they're saying they don't have because a lot of them are or, socially aware. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, socially aware in that they of are aware that the they way don't that fit others, in. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so if they're asking questions, yeah. I, mean, I think that would be the first one. If yeah. your child is asking questions, why don't I fit in? Why don't I have any friends? Why mm-hmm. is my life different from what I perceive other people's lives to be? Then I think that's a good opportunity to do that. But. Yeah, but the question asked us about Trent, and the answer to that is, yeah, we didn't talk to him about that because he, he didn't care. understand it anyway. He's heard the word autism, I know. Yeah, his oh, whole yeah. life. Yeah, and you know, one thing, one thing to think about is that um, everyone I talk to will say, "I have traits of autism." I I believe. Yeah. Almost everyone has some kind of sensory sensitivity, some kind of obsessive um, nature about something. I mean, there are so many characteristics of autism that just about everybody have. And, and your child just has more than what's typical. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just something you need to, um, work through, uh, to function in society, that kind of thing. We also deal a lot with, um, there's a lot of focus right now on the autism community and those individuals and how they how they function how they fit in and there's a whole diverse like the pendulum sp- swings pretty far on you know how people feel about that but the reality is that every we're all in that like the, we all recognize there are things about ourselves our personalities or the our our um our quirks or mm-hmm. there's there's another word there and I can't pull it up, but um, we're aware of those things. We also can be aware that sometimes that personality trait or whatever is like hits wrong with other people or maybe your spouse or something. And, but it's exhausting to work on yourself all the time and be thinking about (laughs) that. And how do I, and, and I feel like sometimes there's this, there's this thing in the autism community where like, we got to process this. We got to work through it. We got to figure it out instead of just like, we, like we're all messed up. <laughs> we've all got baggage. We've got, like, we, we might not call it, um, like Andrew is just saying, everybody has issues it can be obsessive. We might not call it obsessive. We might call it addiction. <laughs> and, the, and so there's all kinds of things that fit in there. And, and I don't know, maybe we shine too much of a spotlight on that and trying to figure it out and make it fit or work or whatever. So kind of taking a break from those heavier questions, I have some questions about music now. Hey. This one comes from Dan Tuniff. What does Trent like to listen to in his headphones? <laughs> All Let's the things. See. That's Sometimes the one nothing. million one hundredth time that question's been asked. Yeah. That's why I put it in there. <laughs> I was like, we might as well address we it. Well he well listens it to yeah. Yeah, tales. I would say half the time he's listening to nothing. Let me tell you something. Trent loves the VeggieTales characters singing God Bless America. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. That I've never even hilarious. heard that. Wait, maybe it's. Uh, is it Motato S'mores? No. <laughs> he also loves meatloaf. That he does. Like, he likes Creedence Clearwater Revival Paradise as well. on the backyard porch. Or Sometimes what, he listens to old school Paradise praise music. by the dashboard yeah. lights. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm old school praise person, music apparently. sometimes. Maybe he remembers it from his childhood. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. When he's listening to music, he's listening to a typically, well, I mean, YouTube he listens to, but he also has a Spotify playlist that Tristan has and. Yeah, um, and that's and random. that's in our uh, tree pop or what's it called? Link pop, link yeah. tree, link tree. Yeah. Uh, no, link pop. <laughs> link pop. dot com. Yeah, change. Uh, forward slash drawings by Trent, and there is a link there along with a whole bunch of other things to his Spotify playlist. If you want to listen to the things that Trent listens to, and you can go ahead and just skip over Ice JJ Fish. <laughs> no, do you guys to know it. what Trent listens to at Song night ever. on a CD player when he goes to sleep? Sometimes, well, most of the time, I uses his iPad and he listens to that sleep. That's app true. Sometimes. He does, but he but he also puts the radio on or Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash's greatest hit CD. Johnny, Johnny Cash. He goes to sleep to Johnny. Johnny. He Cash. also listens to Pumped Up Kicks by uh, <laughs> for Foster the People. This is your fault. A lot. So, and he likes uh, Holiday by Green Day. <laughs> so along in that vein of the music, and you mentioned the Spotify playlist, this next question comes from Ed Doris. You mentioned there is a Spotify playlist of some of Trent's favorite songs. Can you let me know where as I can't see it? You said it Link, was on Link Pop. Linkpop.com forward slash drawings by Trent. There you go. His other question is, is there a specific book that you or Trent could recommend in the start of his journey in learning to draw animals? Oh, man. Trent, well, he didn't learn no. nothing. Yeah, I'm going to say, Trent did not have a journey to learn to draw animals. He picked up a Only pen his own practice. When he was in his twos and he drew animal. His twos? Uh, in his twos. <laughs> Back he, in my twos. I don't know when he was. It <laughs> was, was sometime in the year that he was two. <laughs> two, two 2.5. <laughs> uh, or younger. Yeah, really he know. drew the. It was a really early software update. It was in update. his twos. It was really, yeah, it was really early. Uh, and one of the first things that he drew was the, um, green eggs and ham with a plate and the ham and the eggs and From the fork. From the cover of the book. Yeah. And, uh. On our dresser. On our dresser. Which is yeah, still there. Still have it. A white dresser. Um. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I, a lot of people are interested in his progression and the, and there really isn't a progression other than he just continued to draw. And as his. Uh, I guess eyesight, hand-eye coordination, yeah. con- you know, developed and matured. So did his drawings. But he's always been able to draw incredibly. And even when he was so so little, and he would draw that elephant with the trunk with and the, the eyes bulging yeah. from uh-huh. the Lion from, King yeah. pyramid falling, he drew that over and over and over, over, and, over and over and over everywhere. He yeah. drew it on that whiteboard at the church yep. annex yep. several times. He drew it Sidewalks. on our walls. He drew it. All the, the time. Sidewalk chalk. So he really honed in on his skills so, by just repetitive yeah, what, drawing. Well, and like, was it to practice? Probably not. He was probably persevering. Probably not, because it. it looked exactly <laughs> yeah. the same every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but practice makes better, right? And right. So Perseveration the more you do makes, something, yeah, the better exactly. you are at it. And and certainly that's a that's a, a po- that can be a positive trait of um, of Trent's autism is that is that he is able to focus mm-hmm. on that and have, 
you know, I, I, but there's more to it than it's not just his ability to focus or to recall those animals. His perfect spatial in his skills. Mind. It's not just his perfect spatial skills. I can see things in my head, but to translate that, what's in my head, through my hand and fingers onto the paper is, it, I can't even it see can't. it my almost head, never so. works. And so that is, that part of like, that's the yeah. thing that really interests People call him a printer, uh, and that's kind of yeah. fitting. How is that all connected where he, his fingers do exactly what is in his head? Well, he, is, he, he can't get what's in his brain to come out his mouth, so it comes out his hands. <laughs> it comes, out, it comes, his comes out of his hands. Well, yeah. and when he was real little, I remember when he started school, and we were like, well, art class should be the class. Oh, he should yeah. be... He should love art. Like, we're yeah. so excited for him to go to art. And it was, like, going to be the only like regular ed thing he'd do and no no way it was terrible <laughs> he has never tolerated art class drawing with kindle is the closest drawing thing to yep to any kind of teaching that he's Which ever was pretty freewheeling and kindle told us kindle on, followed his lead on his things that he you know sometimes trent just didn't really want to draw and kindle drew and trent just watched him so, yeah he um, would follow suit i think trent picks up on things uh you know kindle was a sketcher and he and he Drew other Trent never never does sketch. He it's the first time every time for him. Uh-huh. But um but I, I remember during that time thinking that Trent was picking up techniques or something yeah. from watching Kendall. So really we can't answer that question except to say model model for him or whatever. Yeah. Have someone model yeah. for him. And and don't something. you know the other thing is we don't encourage, uh, or like so many of us, uh, as parents, we your your kid is little, um, you know, they do something that, that typically you wouldn't want them to do, like Trent drawing on the walls. The in a in a typical household, if our other children started drawing on the walls, we probably wouldn't let that happen. We'd have got a whooping. <laughs> so. <laughs> So now we're going to get a whole. Now we're going to get a whole lot more calls and comments. Um, but um, we're fine, everybody. You know, we we you you pick your battles, right? And and so we let Trent draw on almost whatever he wanted to draw. I don't, on, I don't think "let him" is the Tristan's word. Kitchen. I don't. I don't Rude. think we let him. It is it's, like well, we notice after the fact, and that's true. He's but we sneaky didn't little booger. Jump on him to stop him from doing those things, and I, and so so I would say if you don't want your child to do that, well, I mean if you're a if you if you have an autistic kid, you're picking your battles anyway. Right. Um, but so but I would just say encourage it by not stifling it. Um. And Which not, is why we couldn't have nice things. Not taking it away <laughs> as a, you know, if you get punished or, or something. But Andrea, you'd said something a minute ago about about him uh, drawing and his emotions or whatever. I want to make it clear that he does not communicate to us through his art. He does not try to tell us things or you have so many comments of people saying, can you put a sketch fad in front of him and let him draw what he's thinking. He it does let not let him draw where he hurts. It does no. not work like that. <laughs> We've been trying these things for yeah. years. That, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to move on to the next question. Do you have anything else? I was just going to say something that kind of relates, but not really. So I just learned that, um, sometimes people 
have um, like a impaired uh, sensory. And so like, I think Trent probably has this, but it, they literally can't um, like tell you where the pain is coming from in them because it's like something like the wiring is like messed up in their brain, which I also know that um, in people with autism, like we, our brain does natural pruning when we're growing. Mm. So the little wires in our head and our brain um, get pruned because like we see something, it's irrelevant. Snip, snip, snip. Right. Our brain kind of like forms us that way. Synapsis. Yeah. Um, Autistic people don't, don't have that or as much of it. So they, a lot more is going on in their head and I'm, well, I'm just connecting these things. I'm wondering if maybe that is why there's an impaired sense of, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but like regions of pain are difficult to uh, well, pinpoint. I've thought along those lines that he can't pinpoint himself where it hurts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've thought that for a long time. Within yeah, himself. Okay, so I, I used to teach that class at National American University, and one of the things we talked about was the the frontal cortex Mm -hmm. and that acts kind of like a net with varying size holes. And our, our brain is constantly monitoring everything about our life. So, um, the, the way our clothes feel on our bodies from our socks to Mm -hmm. our pants and shirts, the, the imperceptible noise from the lights around us, slight temperature changes in the room or a breeze or whatever, a uh, little, a little bug on us. And, and the example I used um, with the students all the time was if you go outside in the summertime, you can just like be yourself. It's like no big deal unless a, a mosquito lands on you and you notice it. If you notice that mosquito and you swipe it away or kill it or whatever, every two seconds you're going to think there's a mosquito on you because your brain is picking up on all of these little signals that were all there before. You just weren't paying attention to them. Your brain was shutting that off because you can't concentrate on everything all at the same time. And that just makes me think of what you're talking about because if an, if an autistic individual doesn't have those synapses that, that shut down over time, mm-hmm. that's way more information getting in than you can process yeah. and would cause you... The, then to have higher levels of anxiety, to not be able to, right. to get things out. It's amazing how the, all of that's connected. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the way Trent communicates to you guys and the world around him, Ginny Ann W. Land, 2008, says, I read something somewhere that states Trent is not too verbal. I think he expresses himself quite well. Good. Here's the thing. You only see a fraction of his life and as we stated before you do not see his bad days or when he is very upset although i will say just but like because i am close to him uh you can tell in videos when he doesn't really want to oh, do yeah. It. oh yeah you oh, can yeah. Yeah. and other people can't because and other people can't yeah. yeah and i'm like ooh, he he's making the mad <laughs> face and i'm like they're not even noticing he's they making the mad know. face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um yeah no he doesn't he can't tell. We don't know when he's hungry. We, and if he is hungry, if he is able to tell us that, we don't know what he wants. So it's like a guessing game. I just played constant. that with him yeah. upstairs. And occasionally, like one out of 10 times, he'll come to us and say, pizza or 
chicken like yeah like very, very rarely very, very rarely, rarely. Yeah. yeah usually we have to give him options are you hungry are you thirsty and eventually we'll hit it and he'll be like yes that's the word that goes with what i and want and we i think we've said this before but like we I'm, saying, I'm getting like <laughs> i'm getting heated about this we can be like oh i i want to do something let's do a puzzle and you get out a puzzle and you do a puzzle oh i i'm gonna read i like to read and i read my book trent he 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 must not have that i don't know because very rarely he will he go find something to do it yeah independent like whatever leisure activity Uh is very difficult very difficult dealing with trent is like is like trying to get around your house in the dark or except all of your furniture is moved around but you don't know how to get. I mean, it, well, yeah. I mean, you you get used to where things are a little bit, and so you kind of have a sense that they're there, even if you can't see them. Uh, but then something gets moved, and then you yeah, then you're racking your shins on it and whatever, and and so that's Trent. Like it's like what works one day might not work the next day. It's yeah. just always a kind of a a mystery to figure out. That is why we enjoy describing or or uh what is that representing trent by a puzzle piece because he is a mystery to us and to himself sometimes it's perfect yes yeah and he um like if he that's why we try to expose him to several different kinds of things because he is never if he has a desire to go say ice or snow skiing which no way thank you but like if he had a desire he wouldn't tell me i want to go snow skiing or snow skiing he wouldn't no yeah so we try to expose him to as much as possible we try to give him a full life take him to movies go skating or whatever Mm -hmm. and try to find things he enjoys because he's not going to come up with something on his own which really is heartbreaking to me i struggle with that and he's kind of a liar (laughs) intentionally but that's the joke because he you know what like we're always he's on video and we ask him a question he says yes and we're like he he's he doesn't want to do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't really want to but he's saying yes because for whatever reason i don't know but so it is really sometimes he means it sometimes he means it but not always not all the time so it's like you really have to know yes means yes until it doesn't mean yes and you really have to know his (laughs) body language and his you know yeah. so we're always like it it, it always is a, a challenge to figure out and if it's he, not if it's not an on uh, an object or something he can see yeah. or an activity like like swim or whatever he can't do it he can't answer wh questions yeah he can't um op- answer any open-ended questions well, at all okay the a uh, couple weeks ago we jumped in the car we're gonna go get dinner we're asking trent where do you want to eat? And he is not coming up. Because we're not giving him choices. Not yeah. coming up. And we were like kind of intentionally not giving yeah. him choices and trying to yeah. force him a little bit to. And so we just like got in the car, started driving down the road. And we're like, okay, Trent, look, you can see all of these places mm-hmm. here that we're driving by. Where do you want to eat? And it took him a long time. We passed all of the restaurants and then we and were, we're just like, what is driving. Going There's on? no restaurants anymore. And he says, yeah, all these Willies. places that he really <laughs> likes. 
And then he picks he Willie's did. out. He did. He came up with like, it though. I was so proud of him yeah. for coming up and with you it. Didn't pa- you hadn't we hadn't passed it. No. no, we were not. I mean, he wouldn't even have seen it. Yeah, no. yeah. He yeah. just finally, it finally, finally came to clicked. him. Yeah, it's almost like he had to go through or the, all the files in his head. Yeah, <laughs> and or, finally find it. Or yeah, the uh, scenery, like the change. Because if you're driving down that road, yeah. you could be going to Willie's uh-huh. that way. Yeah. So maybe that could have triggered something, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, but, by I golly, mean, we, we went pa- to Willie's. Yeah. <laughs> All of these places that he really yeah, likes. Like we just drove right past McDonald's and Sonic and Arby's. and uh, like Beijing. We're like yeah. waiting for him to finally he gets it out. So. so to kind of give you an example, and like you guys were saying, this is, it can happen. It, it's always different. It never is one singular thing. Next time you're watching a video on TikTok or something like that, there's been times when I have like asked him, Hey, do you want, do you want chicken for dinner? And he'll say yes. But if he doesn't mean it, most of the time he'll just stare at me blankly and just like wait for me to do the next thing. But if I tell him, do you want chicken? And he does. And he says, yes, he might follow me or he might like lead the way to mm-hmm. where the food is at. But like I said, that is not yeah. the standard. That is not, you know, a, 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 a SOP. I try to give him the no option. Procedure. Huh? I try to give him the no option. I sure. I say yes or no, and he's more likely to to tell me what he really means. But he also doesn't get like this morning. I walked upstairs. He he was up already, and I said, "Uh, do I don't remember how I did it? Um, do you want? If you say, do you want this? Like, do you want your breakfast drink, or did you get your breakfast drink? Those." Oh yeah, those are going to get the same response. They, yeah, it, it means really. the same thing. Yeah. So right, to I him. said, "Do you want your breakfast drink?" And he said, "No," because he like, already had it. I was like, "Okay." So I I go to the this is what I do all the time. I go to the trash can, mm-hmm. I pop it up. There's a breakfast drink on top. I'm like, "Okay, you don't want it because you already had it." Right now, the rest of us would go, "No thanks, I already had one." Right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's and he not, answered correctly though. Yeah, he did. That's but good. you still, but you st- we still have to check up. Yeah, like when he says yes or no, <laughs> right? We, did Especially you turn that off. Did you did turn you that take on? your pills? <laughs> did you take your pills? Yeah. Well, in any any person with him who's considered nonverbal, uh, it's knowing knowing them. I mean, anyone yeah. who yeah. works with them in school, works exactly. with them in a day program, parents, family, knowing them is the only way to best, figure out their communication. Yeah, best yeah. figure out their communication. So now that you know a little bit about how Trent operates with that. Next time you watch TikTok, try to see if you can read his body language to see if he really does want to do something, see if you can catch it before one of the parents does. I have just a couple more questions I want to go through, and then we have a big question at the end that we'll go through together. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. So the last few questions I have on here is, Wendy K asks, have you ever considered going on Shark Tank to try to grow Trent's <laughs> business? It's funny. Uh, we we have a guy doing our Facebook ads, and when we first met him, that's one of the one of the first things he said to us was, "Have you yeah. considered going on Shark Tank?" And my thought about it is like, I'm not sure what we would ask for. I've never really yeah. watched it. I mean, yeah. maybe once. I'm not sure what we would ask for. Well, and the so little chime in. Sorry, I have seen a few episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they try to buy the business from you. And give you just a, and just try to keep you in as like a, some kind of high ranking employee or thing like that. And the market that we're in, I mean, is it's not, gonna, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not like it's a product that you can 
package and yeah. mass produce and sell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's right. an individual's originality that you guys are yeah. sharing our, with the world. Our yeah. friend Phil said when he brought it up, he said that um, he he talked about it from the position of exposure, like like we're not going to sell our business to these people. That's not that's not what it's about. But they could bring exposure to that, and they and they would certainly have uh, not just deep pockets, but connections to make that happen. Um, uh, but yeah, it's come up actually two or three times really mm-hmm. recently, and so who knows? Yeah, it might be something worth exploring. Yeah, maybe. Just you know, I don't know, because then because the other thing I think is anything that we do like that 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 is about Trent's business, Trent has to be included in. Right. And then how's he going to feel when he walks in there in front of all those oh, sharks? Not, no. And then one of those guys pops off about something and Trent goes after him. Well, <laughs> Trent shows people who the real shark is in the water. I don't think he'd go after him, but I think he might get upset if we're talking about him. Oh, the lights and, and the having to read. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that whole and people staring at him. Yeah. 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 He might not like that whole thing. A lot to consider. Speaking of business questions, this next question comes from Ricky Myers. In response to packaging the ornaments, does Trent like to do that kind of stuff? <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> Tristan. I don't know. I'm sorry. That, that's probably not true. I mean, he can get irritated about things. He doesn't want to do something. When he starts like counting cards at first, he's like, oh, like this is fun. But in about two minutes, he's yeah, done. That's what I'm saying. I think what we need to do is... Like, if we plan on having him help with something that day, we need to front load that at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in. This time, you're going to do this. And I think he would do it fine as long as it wasn't a long period of time. Here's the thing. We all work, right? Uh, Well, we in this room. I don't know about you. But we all work. And we have to do things that we don't want to do. Yeah. And But we can deal with it and that and we can work through it whatever but tr- when trent does something that he doesn't want to do it can be d- dangerous <laughs> or for him and i thought you were going to say here's the thing trent's lazy no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean he is like he is very he lazy he's like everybody he wants to do what he wants to do and and he's the artist and he's the artist and yeah so, but but his work in this business is like he he does the drawing and then there is way more stuff that happens. Oh yeah. I see him with like putting the things in the boxes. I see him enjoying that for a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I set the timer for 10 minutes. He can he can work yeah. 10 minutes. By minute 8 he was ch- he was checking my phone a lot. <laughs> is this a lot more. Yeah. 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 But but okay, here's here's what I'm going to say about this. Is that we in this in this world of instant gratification and getting whatever we want whenever we want it um don't suffer very much mm. we we have to intentionally make ourselves suffer in order to get more out of life because if you get everything you want all the time you're you're not really happy because you never have to suffer you never have to like be out of something or Am I making sense? Yeah. So when Trent, I will say this, when I had Trent um, do those ornaments, we did it for 10 minutes. He was kind of 
a little whiny about it, but he did it and he did a great job and he was using his words, which was I was very impressed about. But then the rest of the day, he was peachy. Mm. He was having a good day. And I wonder if intentionally making him quote unquote suffer <laughs> and doing something that he didn't want to do made everything else getting to do what he wants to mm. do better in his life. Yeah. And we do talk to him about like, like, Hey, this is your job, Trent. Yeah. Like the rest of us have to do things we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had him, uh, take the lids off of those little ornament boxes and put the little cotton pads in each one. Mm. He had to do that. There were 200 of them. He did them all. He did them in two different settings, mm. but nobody else helped with that. He, he did all 200 of them and he did them really fast and he did it really well. And he didn't complain or fuss or have any problems with it. Good. Um, and so sometimes it works good and sometimes it, it doesn't. And, and sometimes, yes, we kind of encourage and push him a little bit because we all have to do that. Exactly. Sometimes. And it makes our quality of life better. I will say that. I'm going to make you suffer some more so that you have. I make myself suffer life. enough, dad. <laughs> so this last question before we get to the big one comes from a multitude of people. It is, can I get one of Trent's drawings tattooed on me? Oh. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little irritated because I have wanted one for a very long time. Oh, that's too bad. Haven't done it. So Never for quiet. us. <laughs> uh, yes, you you can get uh, Trent's art tattooed. We, we've actually, I think we've gotten w- one, but outside of Trevor, we've gotten one follower who who did it and sent a picture in. I think, I think. more than that. I think we've had more. We've had yeah. lots of people talk about it. No, I think two or three have sent a picture. They have? The I don't tattooed. remember Yeah, that. there was one on a we guy's chest and there was one on somebody's arm, I think. Mm. Huh. Yeah. yeah. But there, I wanted so, you to say that there's a place yes. on the website. So on, on the website, there is a page, drawingsbytrent.com. There's a page for tattoos that gives information about how to get an image um, for tattoos. There are actually several... Um, like uh, uh images there and i we don't have i can't remember what it's called like a flash or something that the type of image that's used for a tattoo is called a flash or something and we don't have those but we do have uh good clean um i don't images. know pdf or jpeg or png or something but something that you can you can get and so th- those are um for sale uh, and you can download that and it has a little like a thing that says you can get it tattooed or for tattoo purposes only. Yeah. Now if, if what they want is not on there, they can email you and you will yeah. upload. If you see image another image, um, from the site or something that Trent did that you're interested in, we, we can probably get that to you. Uh, so just reach out. And I think it's, I think all of that is on that, um, tattoo page. So go to the website, drawingsbytrent.com. You can click in the search bar, uh, tattoo, and that should pull it up. Great. So this is a big question. This uh, comes from an email that we are going to keep anonymous for the privacy of the person that emailed us. We hope you are listening, though. So I'm going to read it to you guys uh, just word for word. It's fairly short, and then you are free to discuss. Hey, I follow your page and I just saw the video you shared about your son getting angry and crying. It made me think of my son. He's 21 years old and has autism as well. 
Just in the past eight years or so, he has become increasingly aggressive, and my husband and I just can't talk to anyone about it. Seeing your video made me feel less alone in my feelings. I was losing hope. I've been hit a few times. My son isn't a little guy anymore. We pulled him out of school a year early because of some incidents at school as well. It may be because of his seizures or meds or lack of the right meds. I just don't know. I was hoping maybe you might be able to share if there's anything you had done differently that helped. It doesn't happen every day, and sometimes I can see him getting amped. Other days, it seems random, even though I know it's not random to my son. I really could use some help. I love him so much, and I want to help him so much. But I also don't want to be afraid of my beautiful son. I have such mixed emotions. This time in his life has been the most difficult and traumatic. I sure could use lots of prayers for wisdom and insight. Thank you for reading this. I appreciate any tips you may have because what we're doing doesn't seem to be helping and we are doing the best we know how. That's tough. One thing that I've found works um, really well for Trent and even seems like we use it more so now that he's an adult, but um, just letting him know what's coming up. Like if we're getting ready to do something, if he knows a holiday is coming up, he will uh, do a lot of staring at me. And I really think he's just like, tell me, tell me what's happening. And so writing a story to let him know just um, sometimes minute by minute, what's going to happen. Uh, Like if we were going on a trip, just, I just start writing it with his regular day. Like, you will go to bed at night in your bed and in the morning when you wake up, this is going to happen. And just keeping it simple, but yet telling him what's what's going to happen in these days that are going to be different. And boy, he he totally gets happy after that. And you can tell, that's all, he's like, that's all I wanted to know was what was going to happen. And he, he couldn't ask for that. So that's one big thing, I think, to help stave off some of that anxiety. I would, uh, I would say we don't have enough fingers and toes in this room to count the number of times we have been hit <laughs> and pinched and bit and, uh, and, and whatever. I mean, all, all of us, uh, Trevor, Tristan, mom, me, um, TJ, our youngest, who's not here. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're not alone. That happens to a whole lot of people. Trent was very aggressive younger. As he got older, it got better. But that's a different story for everybody, too. And so... Well, he's not huh? totally over it now. Right. But, yeah, but totally now, it, when but he gets aggressive, we know that it's because of, of pain. Typically, yeah. Um, 99% of the time, it's because he hurts He somewhere. does show anxiety if he, um, like... Like I said, if he doesn't know what's going on and we're making yeah. him do these things, he does sometimes get get irritated. That was what happened when he was at my house when you guys were gone and we had to. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, didn't know when he was little. going home. He didn't know he where, didn't know where we you were. guys were. Yeah. When you were coming home. What? But the majority of the time he's in pain. And sometimes that leads to us the last couple of times going to taking him to urgent care and, um, I don't remember if they gave him a shot to help calm him down or, or what, but um, no, I think we just got a prescription for an antibiotic, antibiotic yeah. and started once we started the antibiotic, he was fine. Yeah. And, and that's tough because a lot of doctors are like, we're not going to give him an antibiotic. If we don't know what it's for. <laughs> I think the last time we were at urgent care, they, they were tr- starting to explain like, well, we just don't 
you know, hand things out or whatever. And then Trent hit himself in the head. They were like, what can we give you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally changed the, the, uh, the interaction there. But a lot um, of times like, um, Trent will be amping up and we don't know what's wrong and we'll get him in the shower and I'll be like, Corey, look him over, you know, yeah. so Corey looks him over real good and make sure, you know, there's, there was a time he had jock itch. <laughs> we, he was walking on his toes and walking real funny and he was a teenager yeah. Um, so he was a bigger guy and, uh, we were trying to get him to go for a walk around the block just for exercise, but and, we didn't know what was going on, was, why he was walking on his toes. Yeah, and then he was not happy about it. He sprawled out in bed and we noticed he had oh jock itch, yeah. but you know, he couldn't tell us, uh, another time he had an abscessed tooth. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's hard, but it takes some investigating. Um, I would also say, I always tell people, um, yeah prep the person as much as possible let them know everything in advance that you can um if you do do a social story or a social narrative making sure that um you give it to them in advance um not right before you go because that's not gonna i mean it's gonna help some but it's not gonna relieve anxiety before it happens and also giving it to them in the form that they can understand yeah because for your son it may just be pictures yeah um, and then also whatever is on the story, make sure that that is what happens. Right. Um, I always give the, I can't, I usually give this example when I'm talking with people. Um, and then I had one parent say, no, that actually happened to me. That's real. I'm like, Ooh, um, I always say like, if you write a story about getting your hair cut and then at the end you say, and after the haircut, um, uh, Johnny will get go to McDonald's and get ice cream. But then what happens when you get to McDonald's? The ice cream machine is broken. Um, and then that... Which you that's said real that, at McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. It actually happened to a parent that I was... Often the ice the cream case. machine is often broken. Yeah. So How often do you get ice cream at McDonald's? I don't know. It's the... It's, it's, like very it's a big often. joke. It's, a it's like a yeah, big, it's a big oh, joke. Yeah. Not very often because it's always broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keep up, Andrea. But yeah. So, so whatever you put on the um on the story make sure that it is what is what happens as, as oh, close to it as like you can parenting. uh follow through and um yeah and then we always like to to say to use um simple language using first then if they really want to do something saying like if they have to do something before they get that say um first clean your room then ipad or first dishes away then play outside or whatever well and like with Trent like we're if, if we're at church and he's saying church church mm-hmm. like how much longer you know we can say first church then lunch at Willie's or yeah. whatever yeah yeah did we cover all the everything I, I think so and maybe this will help too I actually was just looking back through our thread like I said this is all kind of jumbled up so uh, I missed one uh, which I think goes in line with what we just talked about okay good because there's something else I want to say about that too so go ahead okay this one is from Tammy Sears She says, uh, I have two children, 9 and 13, with autism in my home, as well as our son, who has multiple disabilities. All three are nonverbal-ish, have G-tubes, wear diapers, eat by mouth, very limited, etc. As expected, they do not communicate like neuro-average children. Neurotypical, isn't that the word? Mm Mm-hmm. My problem is my narrow average two-year-old who has begun to demonstrate the behaviors slash communications as her older brothers and sister. Mm -hmm. How did you keep your youngest from picking up the behaviors that Trent had? 
example, squealing to say I'm annoyed. Mm. I don't think we struggled with that because uh, TJ had YouTube. Yeah. You know, TJ had an older brother and sister. She said TJ had YouTube. <laughs> no, he didn't have YouTube. Nobody did. Nobody did. Um, but I, I think that he had modeled sibling, you know, model behavior from siblings that yeah. was appropriate. And of course, he had I, his own issues. I, when, so. when he start, when he said that, what I thought of was um, Trent going to touch TJ's head and TJ going, Stop, don't touch me. You know how he used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, bat his hand away. <laughs> He got pretty tired of. He did. He got tired of irritated. That. Yeah, that's a tough, tough situation. And and I think, you know, I I'm I'm sure this is going to be really difficult. And everything that you are doing in your life is is probably difficult. Um, and I'm I'm sorry about that. But I think uh, your two year old spending time with other neurotypical two year olds will would help to yeah offset that i think in a um, preschool or something yeah, like that something yeah um another thing i would say is um i i mean i would even i know there too but explaining as best as you can for them to understand like they do that because like their words don't work like your words yeah. work so when you are annoyed you can say whatever so yeah if and encouraging the child to model the parents yeah yeah that's what i was like daddy there's also um something that may because we're talking about some of these bigger issues i just thought maybe i'd bring it up and i'm gonna have to look and maybe we can put it in the show notes or something um because i haven't looked at it in a in a little while but uh we got a company that reached out to us um, that's doing a, a Kickstarter, I think, for a a wearable device that looks similar to like a watch or something like that. Um, it connects to an app for a, a, like a parent's phone. So your kid wears this watchy looking thing. Uh, it looks like maybe a tracker or a, something like that, Fitbit kind of thing. And then you as the parent have a, have a phone uh, app on your phone that's connected to this device and the device monitors a whole bunch of different things with your kid and the longer they wear it it's able to um, predict uh, when your child mm-hmm. is going to begin to go into a behavior and so it will it can send you a notification or alert and be like hey your your kids you know like I don't I don't know exactly how it monitors this, but it's like, hey, you know, the heart rate is up or the temperature's yeah. up or whatever's up. Like, it's like something's coming so that you can then um, d- deal with it and like get them out of the situation if you can well, or change yeah. things up or whatever. And so have a little bit of a head start. It's like the tornado sirens here in Kansas. <laughs> they don't stop the tornado from coming, but they can give you just enough uh, head start where you can at least be safe um, or keep your kids safe. Uh, and so I'm really anxious to um, look more into this. And I've talked with the company about like a lot of the, the, the wearables that they have now look they're they're for children. Mm-hmm. So they're fun little children things. And so we talked about maybe having uh, one that wasn't so childish for uh, older people like Trent. But I think that could have been really cool for us when, Trent was oh, yeah. little and we were out somewhere and, mm-hmm. and we could, 
like get this warning that hey something's going on before he before he pitches a fit so um i'll i'll try trevor to get that to you and and we can put it in the notes or whatever i'd like to clarify real quick we have not used this device we have heard about it and this company has reached out to us this is not an entire endorsement but if it is something you'd like to look into this could potentially be a helpful resource for you to use okay so that about wraps it up for the finale q a episode thanks for bearing with us with uh the sick people we've had in the household including trent season four Woo-hoo. season four is coming that's correct i want to end this podcast with a uh podcast post uh this is from melanie clift i don't think we've read it on the pod yet so we're gonna go ahead and read it now Ooh. i started listening to your podcast this week going back to the beginning I have enjoyed it so. I have an autistic son that reminds me of your son in so many ways, but I know how blessed I am that we have never had to deal with aggression. It is so great for you to share your journey and experience because all of us, even with autistic children ourselves, can learn and better understand how other families have challenges that are the same and that are different from our own. We too plan on letting our son have his own job when he is older, and that might just be volunteering at an animal shelter or visiting the elderly at the nursing homes. God gives all of us purpose despite our labels and functioning, and we can all glorify him and help others. Good job spreading awareness and paving the way for others who have autistic children who will one day be adults. Thank you. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, so thank you, Melanie. Yes, season four is coming. Uh, The first episode, if all goes according to plan, (laughs) should premiere on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is on the 16th, a Monday in January. We're going to be continuing interview series, especially with previous teachers of Trent. We already have some people lined up. We also have several endorsements coming up, so we will have uh, sponsorships again coming, uh, one from the Rolling Hills Zoo. We have a couple more Wichita-based locations that are looking into sponsoring us as well. If you'd like to sponsor us, please reach out at useduppins at gmail.com. Once again, that's all lowercase, no space, usedupppins at gmail.com. Anything from you guys? Just Merry Christmas. Hope everybody has a great holiday season. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Chrysler. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Fantastic. All right. Great. Well, we will see you for season four in January, and we hope you all have a very safe holiday. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.